You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our weekly AIB Market Update on Tuesday the 26th of May. I'm Paul Ward from our Customer Treasury Unit and I'm joined this week by AIB's Senior Economist John Paddy to discuss our latest weekly market brief publication which is available to listeners on the AIB Ethics Centre website. John, May's survey data for the main economies is starting to come true. What can we take at this stage from the data? When we look at the uh, flash PMIs, which is one of the key kind of high frequency updates we get, what we could see in the main numbers, now we got them out of the US, the Eurozone and the UK. So they take a little bit of interpretation this time around, because normally the way the index works is a reading above 50 signifies expansion, a reading below 50 signifies contraction. So the May figures versus April suggest that activity levels fell further on April levels. But it's more likely, though, that the respondents to these surveys, when they were answering the questions this time around, had in mind output in May relative to pre-COVID-19 levels. So what the surveys suggest then on that interpretation, given that they rose versus where they were in April, is that output picked up somewhat in May. And that's really the key thing, because the view is and the consensus and our own expectations is that April will really capture the worst of the month from a macroeconomic data perspective, because it's when the restrictions on economies was most widespread and most comprehensive. So April should capture that. So what we're looking to the survey data now before we get the kind of more hard data, is that May starts to show improvement because what are we seeing in May? We're seeing an easing of restrictions in some of the key global economies. So the PMIs uh, last week showed that. And also the more recently released this week, we had the German IFO. That also showed an improvement too. So the survey data coming through and other high-frequency indicators does suggest that there has been some improvement in activity, albeit we're still well below levels we were before the crisis hit. All right, John. So evidence, or starting to see some evidence of, of signs of recovery, but to the point that you mentioned there, this is all survey data rather than really hard data. So I suppose we're going to have to see something a bit more comprehensive, will we? Yeah, well, the survey data, I suppose, gives us an indication where we're going. The hard data, like we, last week, if you think we got April retail sales from the UK that showed a fall of something like 18%. So the April, we're only really getting the April data now, uh, in terms of hard numbers and actual activity numbers coming true. So it's really the important thing is we know April was bad and that's what the data is showing in terms of those type of figures like retail sales and that it's all about what the upcoming months are going to be like. And what that suggests is that, okay, we're starting to see a pickup in activity but it's still likely only to be a partial recovery. So what we expect this year, and in line with the IMS thinking, is that activity will rebound in the second half uh, of this year and into 2021. But at the same time, when we look at the end of 2021, activity levels and output will probably still be below pre-COVID-19 levels before the crisis hits. So it's going to be a couple of years yet, uh, certainly in advanced economies, before before we're fully recovered the position. And if you look at the uh, unemployment rates, you know, they're, double digit numbers huge increase in unemployment unemployment is normally a lagging indicator this time around it's very much a lead front and center indicator because of what's happened with the restrictions and economies been shut down so it will take some time for economies fully to recover so it's not going to be a v-shaped recovery it's going to be a more gradual recovery spread over a couple of years but we will see a rebound in the second half of this year though all right, John. So just to summarise there, what you're saying is we're experiencing, well, your sense is that we're going to experience a partial recovery. But in terms of, say, the fiscal and monetary stimulus, you might just give us a comment in terms of what we've seen so far 
how effective that has been and what else we can expect, especially with the point that you mentioned about the high levels of unemployment that we're seeing. Yeah, so I think what's going to happen is is that we're likely to see more both in a fiscal and monetary policy perspective. Uh, so what we can expect from some of the major central banks is more quantitative easing to provide stimulus to the economies because of the point we talked about there. It is going to be a gradual recovery, so they are going to need more support. And even if you look at, uh, we talked about this previously on the last week's podcast, you know, the Bank of England is more open now to the potential for negative rates uh, in the UK. So uh, you're going to see more quantitative easing from a UK's perspective. You could even see the Bank of England move to negative rates, something that the ECB has already been engaged in for some time. On the fiscal policy front, you will see governments implement further stimulus, both to help the issue around just the fact that unemployment is going to remain high because, you know, some key parts of the economy are still going to take some time to readjust to the new normal out there. If you look at what came out of the US last week, the Treasury Secretary there indicated that a further stimulus package was likely. So you're going to have going forward a combination of, of fiscal and monetary. And this week, we're likely to get more details from the EU, the European Commission, uh, on their own kind of fiscal recovery fund from an EU-wide perspective. Do you, do you see any challenges, though, with that, John? Well, it's we already know in terms of the challenge there is likely to come from how it's funded uh, yeah. around joint issuance and whether it's EU-wide issuance. So, interestingly enough, the... France and Germany have come together and, and, and put forward their own joint proposal on that. But I've heard uh, which, some, sorry to get yeah. across, but I've heard some of the more frugal countries have, have kind of... Yeah, yeah. So, so there is there is some objections to it, but I think it's significant the fact that Germany seems to be on board now, okay. because that would be, you know, always cautious on that side in terms of debt pooling, debt mutualisation. So the fact that they're backing it does suggest that the EU is moving towards uh, some form of debt mutualisation in the context of a recovery fund. And this is like to be in the form of grants to sectors and EU countries that are just most exposed and most impacted by the uh, COVID-19 crisis. So it is, it is a positive development on that side. But as you say, there still is some negotiations to, to tease out the, the details in terms of how it will actually be implemented and funded. Okay. John, in terms of data releases... For the week ahead, is there anything we should be looking out for? Yeah, yeah, so in terms of when we look for the week ahead, we look to see is just some more survey data out uh, for May, just to give us more of a picture of what's happening in May. So the uh, European sentiment indices, European Commission sentiment indices are out, and which cover May. So what we look to these two is just to show uh, some level of improvement. Okay, they're still going to be at relatively low levels compared to where they were before the crisis hit. But what we want to see is some pickup and some improvement from April, and that's what's expected. And so that will give us further comfort around the fact then that you know as the restrictions are being eased off in some of the major economies we are starting to see albeit a gradual improvement in activity levels perfect john and then just the last thing for the listeners uh, the currencies so if i can just probably give a summary of what i see in the last couple of weeks we've seen i suppose a bit of weakness in sterling as kind of brexit comes back to the front uh, and in terms of euro dollar it seems to be quite range bound at the moment What's your own thoughts, kind of short term and, and even into the medium term for the currency pairs? Yeah, so when we look at the currency pairs overall, as you say, fairly range bound. So we haven't had the level of volatility, with the exception of sterling, that we've had on other markets, especially on equity markets since the, the crisis hit. As I said, the exception there was sterling. What we thought last week was euro dollar touch up towards that 110 level but we we're in a 108 to 110 for much of the week and when we looked at euro sterling we we're in an 89 to 90p range uh, so nothing major on that obviously what we're tending to see is when there's a bit of risk aversion on market dollar the yen and the swiss franc are, are getting bought 
for their safe haven demand. And then when markets are more uh, risk on, risk positive, improvement in risk appetite, uh, we tend to see the dollar ease back a little bit against euro and sterling. But in terms of what's out this week data-wise and scheduled events, nothing major there that we would expect to be a game changer for currency markets. It could be just a case for the next couple of days of uh, remaining fairly close to the ranges that we mentioned there. And in terms then, in terms of euro sterling, John, in terms of what we're really looking out for, it's probably finely balanced between anything that comes out in relation to Brexit and COVID. But do you think that will start to shift in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, so we talked, we kind of dealt on this a little bit last week's podcast too. As this COVID stuff starts to ease back, the focus will more come on Brexit. And one issue why the focus will more come on Brexit is, is obviously the provisions in the current negotiate issue is that the UK, if it wants to seek an extension, has to do so by the end of June. Technically speaking, even though there's probably likely to be scope if they are going to look for an extension, that they could do that later on. Now, there's no indication. All indications are actually is that the UK won't seek an extension. Yeah. They're saying that, so they definitely won't seek it by the end of June. So that might mean that markets might start to get a little bit more nervous there. And if you look at what we've heard at the moment out from Brexit, it is very little progress on the negotiations. So that does pose some headwinds and down, some downside risk for sterling. So as we get towards into June, towards the end of the month, we could see a little bit more volatility come back into play for sterling as the market starts to focus back in on Brexit rather than COVID-19. Yeah. And it's not too long ago that we've seen levels above the 90p in terms of euro sterling. So yeah. You can't discount that possibly. Yeah, we, 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 yeah. we've, seen the, we've seen the euro sterling pair go from 84p up to 93p within a very short space of yeah. time. So if the market becomes more concerned on Brexit and more focused on it, then you know we, we're not too far from 90p at the moment. Yeah. So going above that again is, is very possible. Already. Yeah. All right, John, many thanks for the update. A big thanks to our customers, colleagues and listeners for joining us on this week's podcast. If any of our customers have been impacted by COVID-19, Details of our support packages can be found at our website aib.ie forward slash COVID-19. To stay up to date with all our latest podcasts, please subscribe to AIB's Market Talk on the podcast apps for iOS or Android. Talk very soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.